You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Alexa, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday We are getting so close to the start of NBA free agency. So we've got to really start to dive in on certain things, but we got to look at some things that kind of came up last night. That's Rajon Rondo and potentially wanting eight to $9 million per season for two years. That's a lot of money. That's probably more than what the Pelicans are going to feel comfortable paying him. We'll dive into why that is, why basically there's a certain amount that Rondo can make here in New Orleans without putting this team in a hard cap situation or at least still giving them some flexibility to make other moves. So that's an important thing to keep in mind. Also, you guys asked me about this when the Wizards kind of made that deal, freeing up a gaping hole or glaring hole at the center position. Why I said, I don't know if I like a sign and trade of Otto Porter, who fits in perfectly with Cousins' current cap holding, likely upcoming salary, to to get involved in a sign and trade situation with that. I'll explain that. So we'll probably do this in two segments today, and I have tons of notes on actual free agents. We'll talk about that one maybe tomorrow, where we can name specific players on the Friday. You guys can get set and use it as one podcast for a primer. So let's dive in on both of these topics, and we'll kind of see how much time's left over here if we can throw something else in. So we got it's still a lot to cover. We're going to dive deep into the salary cap here and other things when it comes to the Pelicans in today's edition of Locked on Pels. So I'm glad I waited a minute to record here because it literally just came out. This is it. It's 9.09 p.m. Central right now. And Mark Stein um, tweeted this out at 9.05 p.m. that the Mavericks are actively exploring trade scenarios with the Clippers and and former Flame flame DeAndre Jordan in hopes of trading for Jordan this week. League sources tell New York Times Sports. And then he's got a link to the article about it. Well... We've talked about, at nauseum for almost a couple of months now, DeMarcus Cousins and the Mavericks kind of being linked together. Well, if they're trading for DeAndre Jordan, that thought is dead. So maybe, you know, Cousins is playing C, D, E, F for them. He's certainly likely not going to be A or B, and we can kind of see that coming up. So this puts even more pressure on Cousins to kind of try and find deals or something because his market is drying up kind of as we talk about this. So that's good if you're the Pelicans because running their kind of salary cap numbers, basically, you've got to offer Cousins, if you don't want to be hard capped, something in the range of maybe 23 to $24 million annually, at least for the first year. So that's kind of where it needs to be. Anything more than that, the Pelicans can still use the full non-tax player MLE, but they're going to get put right up until the ta- to the tax apron, which basically hard caps them. So they're kind of limited in the moves they can make depending on the contract they give to DeMarcus Cousins. This certainly will keep that a little bit lower. So, and this is, again, approximate numbers to avoid hard capping themselves. 
And this is going to dive into why I don't think the Pelicans would do a signing trade with Cousins. And I think they would just let him walk instead because I don't think they want to end up in a hard cap situation in a signing trade scenario to avoid hard capping themselves. Let's just approximate things because we don't have the final salary cap numbers. We have the estimated salary cap numbers. And maybe it changes a little bit by the, the first here. You can't really bring back more than, again, let's be, let's even overdo it a little bit, $26 million. So that's, you know, DeMarcus Cousins has a cap hold for a little over $27 million. Signing trade, you've got to make it equal salary. But if you bring back more than $26, you're legit looking at hard capping yourselves, basically meaning the Pelicans can't have salary above the, the, uh, the amount of $129 million. The apron where the hard cap can be if you put yourself in a hard cap situation is $6 million above the luxury tax threshold. You cannot add salary above that at that point. So you can hard cap yourselves in a number of ways. You use the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, then go into the luxury tax, which adding $27 million basically would do um, to this team and a few other ways to go about it. But that's going to be the big one here. So let's say, you know, you're one of the people in my Twitter mentioned saying, well, they've got to get something back for Cousins. Say it's Otto Porter, and I'm pulling up his numbers here. He makes $26 million per year. So it puts you right at that um, hard cap number where you'll be able to sign him or trade for him, bring him in, and then add someone, say, uh, $4, 6000000 million, something like that. That's it. Um, is that really the team you want? Basically, the team we see now, plus Otto Porter without cousins and maybe or maybe not without rondo and then one other guy for six million that doesn't sound like a very intriguing appealing team that's going to get you any further than where you went already Otto porter is a fine player he really is a fine player and that's the way you would describe him this guy isn't transcendent he can play both ways yeah he's a pretty good three-point shooter but at the amount of money he's making and the situation it puts you in in this scenario the hard cap meaning you can't really add anyone else to this team you're not going to be able to use the trade exceptions you have to maybe absorb some salary later on is that really the team you feel that comfortable with going forward that you're not really going to be add that you're not going to be able to add anything to I don't think it is again I like Otto Porter. I don't like him for $26, 27000000 million a year. He averaged 14.7 points per game last season, 6.4 rebounds. He did it with 44.1% shooting from three. That's all great. But he's not lighting up the Kevin Durant, the LeBron James, and these elite wings in the NBA. And those guys still light him up. He's a good defensive player, and I watched a lot of film on him last night trying to convince myself that this would be a good move for the Pels. And it's not. He does handle opponent wings when it's not these elite level players. But when he does play those guys, he gets burned and blitz pretty, pretty hard. Watch his film. It's not great. He's not a good isolation defender, partially because of the numbers against those guys. And it makes him look bad in synergy. So that's kind of the situation you're in. I'd rather let Cousins walk and have some more flexibility and stay away from a hard cap and be able to maybe add some more salary through other means. Then you would have the full non-taxpayer mid-level exception of $8.5 million. You have the 3.3 biannual exception plus the trade exceptions that you have. If you trade for Otto Porter Jr., you've got basically none of that. And then you've got to factor in the Rondo stuff, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but it just doesn't leave the Pelicans in a good situation. So that's kind of where it was, where it is with everything, and that's why I don't particularly like the Pelicans 
going after a sign and trade just because you have to bring back equal salary. And if they're throwing a max deal at him, there's got to be even more salary included in this. Say it's the Wizards, they want to sign him to $30 million. Well, you need to take $30 million back. It puts you in a hard cap situation there. You can't improve the team any further. So yeah, you get some talent back, but you lose all, all. It's not almost, it's all of your flexibility to try and improve this team. And I think we've seen it. This team was pretty good without Cousins. If you can add, you know, two or three quality guys, rotation players to that, that would be just a good thing by itself. It doesn't necessarily be that, have to be that home run because I don't see Otto Porter as being the guy that gets you over the hump. So there's going to be a lot more news coming out about free agents, different things like that in the upcoming days. So make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked on NBA Monday through Friday. No one's going to bring you information this quickly, tell you what rumors are real, what aren't, and give you analysis from every team around the league as quickly as Locked on NBA will be doing it. Monday through Friday, five days a week, rotating cast of hosts. And of course, I'm there on Wednesday alongside John Corrales. We're going to be breaking down everything that happens over the weekend in free agency. And I can't wait because this is going to be really, really fun. So make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked on NBA. So to quickly sum up that last segment, the DeAndre Jordan news basically means this maybe helps the Pelicans drive down the DeMarcus Cousins price and avoids them hard capping themselves or limiting their options in free agency with the different exceptions they have available to them because they want to stay away from that luxury tax to maintain that non-taxpayer mid-level exception of the 8.5, 8.6 million, whatever you want to call it, instead of having the one drop down to being a little bit over five or so. It's going to limit them. They'd also like to have the biannual exception too. Something else that might limit them, and this came out yesterday on Twitter, and who knows if this is true or not, but let's use this kind of as an example for different things and how things can go for the Pels. Josh Gambadoro from Phoenix, sounds like he's a talk radio host. I don't really know who he is, so John, if you're listening, sorry. Drive Time Sports Talk Radio Show host on Arizona Sports 98.7 in Phoenix. Okay, there we go. Um, he's been doing it for 21 years. It's a long time. He's saying Rondo wants two years and $8 million per year. So two years and $16 million. If he wants that, Pels ain't getting it. Or he's not getting it from the Pelicans. It's as simple as that. Um, so simply put, if we want to use, take him at his word from this, and this is what Rondo wants and he doesn't want to budge Pels one, aren't going to give him the full mid-level exception to do that because they're likely going to then hard cap themselves if they bring cousins back. And again, you know, the team that was playing well with cousins and Rondo when they beat Houston was playing really well and they looked really good, but they were kind of a 500 team before that stretch too. So it doesn't exactly make you feel that confident that maybe they're, you know, which one are they going to be? And is that the team that's worth hard cap? yourselves for that's a great question right we don't know an answer to it and I don't know if the Pelicans want to necessarily bet on that you know they've tried running it back before and it just didn't work for whatever reason so that's kind of the situation here so if Rado wants his money he's not getting it here in New Orleans it's that simple so if he's going to come back it's going to be for less likely the 3.9 non-bird exception they could sign him to makes a ton of sense there he gets a bit of a raise he gets more money you know, uh, but if that's what he wants, then he's going to have to choose between the money and a situation he seems to genuinely like. So that's kind of where it stands with this. And, you know, I think if you kind of look at it and it's Rondo for the full mid-level exception or a guy like Fred Van Vliet 
out of Toronto. I'd rather give it to a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who's a better shooter, who seems like he would pair really well in the backcourt with Drew Holiday. And I think there's just different ways you can go. All of this is to say the Pelicans really do need to maintain flexibility in this offseason and going into next season because this is one of those periods of times where they're really kind of in a crunch and they've got difficult decisions to make because the future of this franchise kind of hinges on it. They're in position to keep Anthony Davis if they keep winning. And maybe you run back that DeMarcus Cousins-less team that swept the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. And then we're going to sweep many teams in the first round. Portland was just a very good matchup for them. But you add another guy or two to this team with that non-taxpayer mid-level exception of eight-something million. You can sign someone to the $3.3 million biannual exception if you bring Rondo back at $3.9 million and you do lose Cousins. I think that's an okay thing to do. And I think the Pelicans internally would feel very, very good about that team. I think they'd feel better about that than if they just bring Cousins and Rondo back. Because one, if Cousins doesn't come back fully healthy or misses a chunk to start, say, the next season, you're going to be in trouble. And you, there's nothing you can really do at that point during the season other than, you know, maybe moving a Jensen, some other guys in a first round pick to bring back a little bit more talent. But then you're going to likely have to move Etuan Moore and you kind of get your roster of some depth. And to an extent, you're, even though you might get an upgrade in talent, you're still spinning, you know, the tires a little bit here. And that's not necessarily the, the place the Pelicans want to be in. They need to show Anthony Davis some improvement. They've got a good base for it. They got to figure out, you know, is the improvement with DeMarcus Cousins? Is it with someone else? So again, this is to say, I don't think they're going to overpay for Rondo because I don't know if that's the move here. And I think they'd feel just much more comfortable of letting DeMarcus Cousins walk and not getting anything in return to maintain some degree of flexibility versus getting back one or two or even three contracts that don't really move the needle for you because you had to match salary with whatever other team offered DeMarcus Cousins a max deal in a signing trade. You don't have to sign and trade him. It's kind of as simple as that. So that's, I think, a very interesting thing that they're going to be faced with. And they might, you know, now again, with Dallas and this news kind of breaking that they're going after DeAndre Jordan. And again, you know, Julius Randle's better for him. Aaron Gordon's better for him. Um, Clint Capella is probably the best for them. You know, I think that's a whole lot better than if they were to kind of overpay for DeMarcus Cousins because there's a lot of question marks around that and it's going to put you in in a bad situation. And then you're also maybe going to be looking to hard cap yourself next off season too. So not a good thing all around for this New Orleans team. But if Rondo going back to him wants his money, it's not going to be here because of the situation it does put the Pelicans in. Now, if they let Cousins walk... Sure. I, you know, maybe if that's what you want to do, if you let Cousins walk and then bring Rondo back and just run it back with that same team, you can. Again, you can then use the biannual exception to sign one $3.3 million or so. Then you can use one of your trade exceptions to bring in a guy around $3.3 million. But is that going to do it? Or do you want to give someone maybe with some more upside that biannual exception? A guy like Isaiah Thomas, if you need a scoring guard, there's a number of players that really would fit in there. We mentioned Will Barton yesterday. And I left my notes uh, not at the house to talk about specific free agents, but this is for tomorrow anyway. But there's a lot of guys that really would fit in there or a combination of guys that can maybe make this work that I think is going to be better used for this team than just blindly signing Rondo to a large amount of money. Now, this is likely posturing from Rondo. Let's be honest here. I think he knows he's not going to get that kind of contract with this team. And if he were to go in and just say, okay, well, I want this money, that's not going to work. And they're just going to say goodbye and, you know, go, good luck. 
they they'll try and negotiate him lower. But if he's dead set on that, no, this just might be the way for them not to sign him to $3.3 million again and to sign him to that non-bird exception at 3.9, basically split the difference of what he wants and what they can kind of offer him right now. He knows what it is. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think right now this team likely is going to value some flexibility to try and improve it as the season goes on versus be put in a situation where they're not able to improve currently. So gives you a, an idea maybe of what they're thinking. And the Pelicans, when when you really look at the cap numbers and different things like that, aren't in a great situation. There's ways they can get hard cap really easily. That luxury tax really is a concern. And then getting above that to the apron level where you can't really go above it, depending on how you structure deals and different things is going to put it into a problem. And then of course, there's the issue of incentives with some of these Pelicans players getting more money um, for next season as their cap hits because of incentives they earned. And that get factored into all of that too. Stuff we don't really get to see because we're not privy to the contracts, which complicates this even more and is another reason why the Pelicans need to keep things flexible. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. You guys asked for it. I told you that's why I don't see the Pelicans really wanting to engage in a signing trade with DeMarcus Cousins where they bring back a lot of long-term money. Even if it is for a good player in Otto Porter, who, again, is not worth the $26, $27, 28000000 million he makes. He's worth probably around 20 or so. But that's not the situation, and just because you're getting some talent back doesn't mean that it's the best way to do it when it limits other things that you can do, too. That's got to be kept in mind with it all. And also, don't sweat too much about Rondo. There's other options out there, which we will dive into all the names tomorrow. I promise. I got pages and pages of notes here. Maybe I'll take a screenshot and tweet them out at some point, but we're going to dive into all the names. We will give you a very strong primer for Friday's edition of Locked on Pelican, so make sure you tune into that one as well. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. 